And we are back, baby. That's right. Welcome to the second episode of season six of the Out of Practice podcast. But guess what? We're still in the first episode of the season six premiere. And we are joining a case already in progress, Keith. We have the Senator Keith. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, here's here's how we can do this. We, how mm. we can introduce people into part two. Mike has thirty seconds to remember what just happened on the show. Keith, it's Keith, and he happens to be a senator. And he shot his wife because she was having orgies, <laughs> and the sounds <laughs> sounded like murder. And there we go. He's like, you know what? People are going to be sympathetic to that. That I can't satisfy my wife. Uh, so uh, let's go to trial, and that's where we are. Oh, and guy from Office Space is here. Yeah, uh, 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 now, <laughs> in service of our audience. Fine, uh, Keith, you use in, your idea. In in clarity, in service of the audience, what you just said was he shot his wife. Oh. And uh, you want to try that again? Yeah. Mike so, has 30 <laughs> seconds to remember what just happened Actually, Senator Keith's wife is having an affair and having a nice time with it, if you don't get me wrong. In fact, her time is so nice that she's making all kinds of sexy sounds. Well, Senator Keith thinks, oh man, my wife must be getting raped or murdered, so I might as well just indiscriminately shoot the person on top of her, which he does. Turns out she wasn't enjoying it, as I might have mentioned, and the guy's dead now. So Eleanor comes over. She has the guy take a shower. They wash his murder clothes, and now we got to go to trial. All right, that makes much more sense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keith, I'm glad we got to do Mike has 30 seconds because I want to let you know that uh, for at least a trial run, we will be, um, we're going to be uh, uh, retiring that segment. Just what? as Yeah, we'll get to it, but uh, I, have, I have another thought that is so random, um, but I'll explain it when we get there. Segments don't retire. We beat them into the ground until the audience complains. Yeah, but you liked that segment, Keith. And I did, because I did. our audience enjoys your misery, I have a segment that I'm pretty confident you're going to hate. Great. <laughs> so with that in store for later, let's jump back into season six, episode one, The Candidate. We pick up with Helen uh, waiting to hear whether Senator Keith will go to trial or take the plea she has offered him in which he could have been out in 18 months ago and without media credentials you'd have to know somebody to get one you won't be sitting in division three in the suffolk superior courthouse not today or any day in the near future it's not just because it's a murder trial or that it involves a state senator or even that two of the opposing lawyers are Thanks roommates it's because of that burning question this trial will attempt to answer. The question that this entire city has for two months now been asking on every street corner, in every bar. You know, they probably room, contemplated doing a two parter like what they did Senator season five Ellison opening. really thinking when he fired that gun? Well, and they definitely believe I'm sure cut it in life half was in when they did reruns. Was the shooting an and act of well, and this whole montage scene. The prosecution has vowed yeah. to put in a short case. The facts not this really is, uh, being the in practice dispute. has 30 seconds every to remind us what agrees. just happened just now. The trial will come down to Senator Ellison's testimony and the cross-examination by Helen Gamble, which figures to be extremely tough. Oh, I can't wait for that. Hillary Clinton is back. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I feel like she needs, like, professional wrestling entrance music when she comes into the court. She definitely... She's, uh... Wasn't she accused of... <laughs> Wasn't she accused of being a wrestling coach at one point? 
<laughs> wait, wait, what's that? I said on Boston Public, didn't they ask her if she was a wrestling coach? They did. They did. And they Sons were pretty bitches. misogynistic, uh, you know. Little... Senator, does the senator have a comment? Slow motion. Big news, okay? Couple waivers, maybe. Oh, it's crowded in there. It's it's to kill a mockingbird crowded. Yeah, it is. It's a big trial. Helen's letting the anticipation build. Oh, it's so many chair squeaks. <laughs> this trial is not about who shot and killed James McNown. Oh, I, I thought the it defendant was. did that. There's no dispute there. This trial is about why he did it. Now, the evidence will show conclusively that the defendant discovered his wife making love to the victim and in an act of anger and revenge, murdered Mr. McNown. The evidence will show the defendant then sought to cover up his crime, that he either destroyed or tampered with evidence in an attempt to get away with this murder. There's an old saying in the medical profession when you hear hoofbeats, don't think zebra. Oh, that's the old... Now, this means instead of looking for some is. exotic, far-fetched yeah. diagnosis, just see the obvious. In this Did trial, ladies and gentlemen, Anatomy? the Commonwealth will only be asking you to see the obvious. The defendant murdered the man sleeping with his wife. It's, I think it's a pretty good opening, frankly. I agree with the district attorney. This trial is simply about why Senator Ellison fatally wounded the stranger in his house. To answer that question, you'll need to get into the head of Senator Ellison. You'll need to imagine coming home late at night and hearing the sounds of a struggle coming from your bedroom. You will need to fathom the panic knowing your spouse was home alone this night. You will have to appreciate the fear that can suddenly consume you at the thought, the thought that the person you love is being raped or possibly killed in the next room. Can any of us truly presume to know what that must be like? Have any of us ever had to listen to the sounds of a husband or wife being attacked by an intruder? The evidence will show what happened that night is that Senator Ellison went racing into that room to protect the woman he loved, the mother of his daughter, Allison. He charged in there with a gun in a state of panic, fear, horror to see an intruder on top of his wife and he fired. Turns out, he got it wrong. It was mistaken self-defense. That will be the evidence because it's the truth. And as you listen to the facts, the testimony, the witnesses, remember, 
the prosecution's entire case, all of it, the reason we are even here is their presumption they know what was going on in Senator Ellison's mind. Of course that's impossible. Impossible for them to know, impossible for you to know. All the Commonwealth can really do is ask you to imagine. There's no murder. And we will be making that very same request. All right. That was a great opening, too. Yep. Compelling. Uh, We need an opening time bumpers. Both of those were great. It's a good case. It's an interesting case. That's how he looked Mm. when we got there. Who else was there when you arrived, detective? The defendant, Mrs. Ellison, the daughter, Allison, and the defendant's attorney, Ms. Frutt. The attorney was there before the police. That's correct. Who called the police? Ms. Frutt. Was there ever a 911 call placed from the residence? No, there was not. After you finally got there, at some point you decided to place the defendant under arrest for murder. Yes. Why? It was a single gunshot wound to the head from a fairly close range, resembling an execution style. Objection. Sustained. Hold on. Keith, I I, I got a couple questions. I want to go back uh, for those of us who, it's been a week, and that opening scene, the actress in the shower. Yes. Was the daughter? No, no, that was Virginia Madsen. That was the wife. The daughter was puking. Though. The daughter was puking. The wife was in the shower, and uh, and Keith was sitting in his underoos on the chair. Right. So, currently, the daughter's only real, her only impact in the case thus far was that she told everybody that she saw the dead guy, and, and she her saw parents her parents arguing. fighting. That's right. I don't know that we're done with the daughter. Is that is where I'm going with this? Yeah. Well, she I mean, just was so grossed out by the corpse that she puked. Totally plausible. But or is there something more? Well, and and because she is the key witness here, because uh, spouses cannot testify against each other, right? But they can force the daughter to testify. So, uh, so she she is the one that they can actually elicit information from. The prosecution can get information from. Gun was found on the scene. It belonged to the defendant. Did you check it for fingerprints? It had been wiped clean of any fingerprints. Did you subsequently do any tests on the defendant to determine if he had held the gun? Yes. We did what is known as a trace metal test, which basically indicates whether or not a person has recently held a firearm. And what were the results of this test? They were negative. Well, now I'm confused because the defendant subsequently admitted that he had held and fired the gun. We believe that he either wiped the residue off or he was wearing gloves. So before he ran to get the gun, he first ran to go put on a pair of gloves. Objection, speculation. Overruled. He can state his opinion. We think he was going to hide his ID as the shooter, then change his mind and went to self-defense. When you arrived, detective, how was the defendant dressed? He was showered, wearing freshly laundered clothes. The clothes he had previously been seen in were in the washing machine. The washing machine? Was that on when you arrived? No, but uh, judging from the heat on the surface of the machine, we determined that it had been on within the previous 40 minutes. So Don't after put your the shooting, the defendant the did a load of laundry. Seems so. After a shooting at this range, it's likely there would be some blood splattered on Senator Ellison. Isn't that right, Detective? Yes. 
Isn't it also likely, Detective, that a person might not want to stand around in bloody clothes? That's possible. And if one were to take off bloody clothes, what would one likely do with them? Fold them up, put them back in the drawer? Objection. Withdrawn. It's your testimony, Detective, that because my client washed his clothes, that made him suspicious. Yes. It's one thing You've to... answered the question. Thank you. You also testified that he'd taken Good a shower, which I Good also Bobby, found Bobby. suspicious. Preposterous yeah. to think that a person splattered with blood might want to wash himself? I found it a little preposterous that he would shower and do laundry before even calling the police, yes. Oh, you know he did those things before Ms. Frutt called the police? I know he did them before we arrived. That wasn't your statement, detective. Your conclusion was he did them before you were called. Can you well, state we know that, that to a conclusion, did. detective? We sure do. Yeah. So this was a conclusion you just leapt to? No. You we... just took the evidence found and made it fit. Murder clothes, murder clothes, gotta wash my murder clothes. With your theory. You gotta Objection, get in the dryer. Sustained. <laughs> Ever known it to be the case, detective, where one holds the gun, <laughs> shoots it even, and the trace metal test comes up negative? Very unlikely. Ever? Don't forget Honey, these the murder fab. clothes are so stiff. Did you put the dryer balls in? Did you use fabric softener? If you don't use fabric softener with caked in blood, it really gets <laughs> sticky. Ooh. I've known it to happen, detective. <laughs> yes. And if one Why was were to that? take a shower, detective, would that make it more? Mike is so thirsty. Sticky blood murder clothes make elicit that noise from you. Mm. Murder clothes. <laughs> Likely for the trace metal sticky, test sticky, to come up clothes. negative. Washing the hands doesn't My question detective too is, <laughs> would showering make it more or less likely for the trace metal test to come up negative? I would say more likely. But so it's likely my client didn't wear gloves like you think. That's possible. Thank you, detective. I thought you crossed him well. We still got to deal with no finger. The daughter shot him. Why the gun was wiped mm. clean. Marcia I want that sandwich. That, testimony. that was a weak opening for the prosecution. I'm surprised they led with that. What else have they got? Who's next? Jason Perlmutter, former aide to the senator. I'm ready for him. What did the consultant say? McGuire did come off credible. And phoning the lawyers before calling the police didn't go over well. They thought you were a little aggressive. What else? That's basically it. They thought you did a good job poking holes, but McGuire still seemed reasonable, and ultimately, they believed him. You gotta take care of Perlmutter. Something take was him bothering him the whole week. The week before the shooting? Yes. Senator Paul Ellison Mutter is typically a Al very Nowicki. affable person and rather easygoing for somebody with a stress of his kind of work. But in the days before the shooting, something was troubling him. How are you in a position to notice all this, Mr. Perlmutter? I was his aide. I was typically with him 12 hours a day. Did you ask him what was wrong? Objection, hearsay. Declaration against interest. I'll allow it. Did you ask him, sir? Yes, he indicated it was stuff at home. And you took that to mean? Problems with his marriage. How did you come to take it that way? Well, he would indicate that he and his wife would go through bouts of estrangement. Keith and I love a one-trial show. And after working for show. him for 11 years, sure I developed a pretty good barometer for detecting when things weren't going well. And the days before the shooting, this was one of those times, in your opinion? Yes. Are you a psychologist? No. Did Senator Ellison tell you he was having troubles with his wife? No, not specifically. But you have a barometer. 
He said, stuff at home. And you just took that to mean problems with the wife? I had also seen them together many times, Ms. Frutt, and witnessed the estrangement. He has a daughter, Allison. Did you know that? Of course. Did you know that she was arrested for possession of marijuana last year? No. Oh, so pot. stuff She's at home goes on that you don't know about. Isn't that right, Mr. Perlmutter? I never laid claim to knowing everything that goes on in his household. Of course not. So when Senator Ellison said stuff at home, you were only guessing that it involved his wife, weren't you, sir? Again, after 11 years of working with the man. You've got that barometer. Objection. Sustained. That's a Nothing really further. good and important cross there because mm -hmm. his. You're in some trouble. The, the whole Why? thing is well, about whether or not he knew about the affair. He shot a man by mistake who just happened to be sleeping with his wife at the time. Which is what happened. Maybe so, but for the jury to believe it, everything has to be going our way. With the suggestion of marital troubles, it just makes it a little hard to believe that Keith didn't have some inkling of what was going on. Is that what the consultants think? It's what I think. Who's up next? Candace Levy. She's just to help establish the affair, which since nobody's arguing, I don't know why they're still bothering to call her. They're calling her to set the idea. The more people who knew about it, the more likely the senator knew about it. Well, there's nothing she can say that will really hurt us. And besides, she's the only one who seemed to know about it. Who's after that? They still might call Allison to establish a time frame. She's not going to give them any help. They won't dare call her. They're going to call her, and she's going to be, it's going to be a twist. So there, Bobby. I do it really like the, calling her. the logic well, kind of so holds obvious before that she was lying to protect episode, her father. It's that really like obvious it. to a jury. It's got to work in our favor. All we got to do is catch... Keith, here's the first big te test of Ron Livingston. Uh, how's he going to eat here on this first kind of... Oh, in a, I mean, <clears throat> kind of the most important test. This is really what it's all about. Everybody, like, uh, you know, get on the Hulu. You should not just be listening to this, both so that we don't get sued. Uh, but but also, you don't want to miss the hot, exciting action of whether Ron Livingston eats, fake, he fake eats in a believable way. There's no believe. There's no way. There's no bone in my body. He's method. He's going to eat that chicken finger. In one line, even if it's finger. the daughters. No, Helen. Keith? They're planning to call it. That means they prepped her for cross. It's too dangerous. Are you ready with Levy? Yes. You hear what they're calling us on the news? The steam team? Why is that? Yeah, they um, are. Maybe because they think I'm hot and steamy, and you, because you're sitting next to me. Must be it. <laughs> they're gonna bang! Like the if it gets me noticed <laughs> by some rich admirer. Keith, not only are they gonna bang, but when they do bang, I am going to dance all kinds. I'm going to do a full choreographed they banged number. <laughs> <laughs> Which no one will see because it's during the episode, I'm sure. Which I is a shame. I, it's too bad I don't get residuals every time I have to play. <laughs> Mike is thirsty. Um, it's going to be... I'm going to play that song. She bangs! She bangs! Ooh, ooh, Ricky Martin tune, and I'm going to... Uh -huh. Do a full choreo. Okay, great. Simulating whatever the scene is where they bang. Pass. Who <laughs> whisks me off to Fiji to lick caviar off my thighs? I can't beat that. I'm in. Ever notice how on a big trial, any place far off seems pretty good? Well, we're both hungry for different things right now. I think we'll get them. 
I hope so. Although caviar is gross, in my opinion, so eating them off our thighs would sound something like this. I keep hearing that press conference in my head. This isn't a podcast. It's like a trial. (laughs) It's like Sisyphus trying to get through the end of this. It's a gauntlet. All in all, it wasn't a terribly powerful day for the prosecution, but the consensus is it didn't need to be. Though technically, all right, look at this guy. Speaking of extras, here's a dude went home. He's like, "Mom, you gotta watch season one episode, season six episode one of The Practice." I'm work. I'm a news guy working near the truck, and uh, watch. All in all, it wasn't a right terribly here. I'm gonna powerful frame it. day it's for the just prosecution. his ass. Did you see it? It didn't need to be. Though technically the burden is on the state, my cat's doing the same thing. He's coming up. He wants food. burden has really mm-hmm. shifted to the defense oh, in this case. I'm getting a bad feeling, Bobby. Anything on the table? No. We haven't even put in our case yet. Our case. Well, a big part of it is Marsha's unflinching support, which isn't so great. She'll say what she needs to say. I got a bad Say feeling. what she needs to say. It was an office party in honor of one of the vice presidents who was retiring. Yes! Mr. McNown was there. So was Mr. Ellison with Sir, his witness wife. who used to be our juror. What's your position, Miss Levy? I'm the head of accounting. And who was your direct superior? It was Mr. McNown. He was chief financial officer. Did you know Mr. Mrs. Ellison? Mr. McNown. Yes. She also works at Reynolds. I never dealt directly with her. Miss Levy, calling your attention to the night of the office party in July, did you have occasion to observe either Mr. McNown or Mrs. Ellison? Yes. I observed them both when they sort of darted into his office. They darted? Well, they went in rather quickly. What did you see next? Well, I didn't exactly see anything, but I'm ashamed to admit... I did little eavesdropping by the door. Any particular reason you would do that? Well, I suspected there was something going on between them. Why? Just body language when they interacted. I could tell. Now, while you were doing your eavesdropping by the door, what, if anything, did you hear? Not too much, because the party was rather loud. But I could hear she was angry. And I heard her say, it has to stop. And she sounded angry. Did you hear anything else? No, that was all I heard. A few seconds later, she kind of huffed out, and I looked in. He seemed very upset. Miss Levy, did you ever have the opportunity to hear any conversation between Mr. McNown and the defendant? Yes. That same night. Oh, shit. At the party? Yes. After Mrs. Ellison left Mr. McNown's office, about a minute later, I saw him go in. The defendant? Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Did you hear Uh what, if anything, was said? The senator was also very upset, and I heard him say something like, I will not be humiliated. He said it twice. I will not let myself be humiliated. Those were his words. Then what? He stormed out. Miss Levy, are you positive that this was July 10th, two days before the shooting? Absolutely positive. Thank you, Miss Levy. Nothing further. Miss Levy has the receipts. <laughs> Charlie, what do you, what do you have to say? Can you can you can you hear him purring? I can hear him sh- for shit in his pants. <laughs> Charlie, you didn't shit. It was just a terrible fart. He's now on my desk. 
he's he got bored from his nap and now he's helping with the podcast. Oh well, helping is more than I'm doing. <laughs> so true. Miss Levy, you and I had a conversation about the events at this party, did we not? Yes. I asked you if you had any reason to suspect a romantic relationship between Mrs. Ellison and Mr. McNown. Yes, you did. You told me all about how Mrs. Ellison went into Mr. McNown's office. That's correct. Same as I've said here. Yes. Well, did you ever tell me you saw the defendant go into Mr. McNown's office? I don't believe I did. Why is that, Miss Levy? You didn't ask. Oh, shit. Shit, Jimmy just got Jimmy. He got Jimmy. Although, I frankly think, you know, poor Jimmy's about to get knocked for this, but this is, her boss is the one who got murdered. So she has an interest, a rooting interest in seeing the person she thinks killed him go to prison. So her withholding that information like she might, she might have done that on purpose. She played it off pretty well, like it was accidental. But like, come on. It's unfair surprise. That testimony. It is an unfair surprise. She was on their list. Not to say that she didn't. It isn't unfair surprise. It was a screw up, and it was yours, Jimmy. How could you hey. miss? She's right. lying. They put her up there to lie. The Was she lying, Keith? Regardless, Jimmy did fuck up. Oh, no, for sure. The fact Which... that he wouldn't follow up with a whole bunch of hypotheticals so as not to get caught with your pants down. Which we don't know you if she would have lied, though. You knew about the affair. But, you know, it's something we don't always, usually in the in these trials, like, if something goes wrong, it's this big twist, right? It's nice, sometimes we fuck up, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's a yeah. nice wrinkle, because it's, 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 it's realistic. Yeah, it's very human. But now we're getting to uh, the meat of it. So you murdered him. Ellen. I am talking to the client. I'm not interested in what the client has to say. If we plan to keep going with self-defense, you're not interested in anything the client has to say. Are we clear? Can you see if they're still willing to plea? I don't want to plea. I can't. Keith, they've got you. Can't if I plead out after that testimony, I'm guilty to Are the world. Are you still worried about becoming governor? You can't that be That woman doesn't serious. know what she heard. She can't be oh, sure. don't be an idiot. There's still you reasonable guilty doubt. in everybody's the eyes. The pay of the... Your mind Shut up! Oh boy. But the stress is getting to Keith. He gave her the ultimate backhand, but he didn't release. Though his that wife did problem. during the murder, yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, look. So bad. There's not going to be any We're plea terrible people. prosecution at this point. Our only course is to proceed with self defense. We argue that the woman heard it wrong. It was a loud party, she had certain predispositions, and she heard what she wanted to hear. You will have to account for what she thinks she heard in your testimony. Your testimony stays the same. 
You will go up first to describe your father's calm, pleasant demeanor as he came home that night. Well, that's witness. We tell the truth. This is not over. It will be if we fall apart. I'll check with the clerk to see when we go back. More good cries. Obviously, this was a devastating setback for the defense. If Senator Ellison, in fact, knew of the affair, he's hard-pressed to convince the jury he thought his wife was under attack when he went running in with the revolver. You've been watching this Just unfold. shut it off, would is you there please? Any sense in the I know this is out there, but is there any precedent set for changing the plea to insanity this late in the game? No. The judge would never allow it. Where's Jimmy? Conference room. Eleanor. I know you're dejected, but the jury cannot see the face I'm looking at right now. Remember his press conference? If he's great on the stand, who knows? Eleanor might just be sad. One more thing, this may not be the time, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your 15th best ever, friend just murdered ever. somebody. Want to hear you attack a member of this law firm in front of a client again? Never mind the disrespect to Jimmy. We don't need to be inviting malpractice claims. That's fair. Poor Jimmy. Mistakes happen, Jimmy. No point in dwelling on it other than to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's an oddly, like, calm and reasonable Bobby. Bobby of last season would have gone to Eleven and screamed at him. Yeah. I just want to be the cop that goes, that's it now. Stay no. back. Get out of here. We have an extremely difficult the decision here. We need you to listen to us and consider this carefully. Is that a water fountain? Oh, no, okay, it's outside. It looked like it your was in the living room with them. Is obviously in your hands now. For your testimony, you can maintain self-defense. For anybody else, I would consider that ludicrous, but you have a gift when it comes to persuasion. Personally, I think it's rabbit out of the hat time. But juries are loath to convict celebrities sometimes. Now, there is an alternative. Which is? You could do a big mea culpa, admit that you acted in a fit of rage. And what would be the purpose of that? I think the jury might believe it, and you'd have a shot at manslaughter. If you stick to a story the jury perceives to be a lie, our fear is they would hit you with murder one. The difference is six years versus life without parole. Those are not choices, Eleanor. You didn't leave us with many, Keith. You people have pulled miracles before. 
not when I can't go before Who's the name? public name? and say yeah. I lied. I don't know, Mike. Keith. I don't We're know. Mike, Mike, I don't know who would say his, someone else's anymore. name so many times. Where I want my miracle. I want my miracle, 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 miracle. It's not coming, Keith. But your wife was. Hell! Boo! Now tell us what you want to do. Now tell us what you want, what you really, really want. that I acted in self-defense. You're going to go to prison. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. over he's hungry too get out of here back to normal you remember how we used to talk shakespeare who our favorite track now it's time to learn about keith and eleanor's relationship from when they knew each other we didn't know it up until now magic heroes were i'm gonna do a lot more singing this You're season about to tell me yeah boy our friendship kind of waned a little keith I'm going to explore all of my creative pursuits this season, Keith. Poetry, oh, yeah? mm-hmm. singing, Bob Ross-style paintings. Ooh, I, love I to became see that. a blight, the unseemly defense attorney who represents rapists and murderers. Not great photo ops to be seen hanging around with me. I got it, Keith. It isn't <laughs> true. Yes, on, it Keith. is. But nevertheless, you came to me, Keith. Because for somebody charged with murder, there is no better friend in the world to have than me and my Maybe Eugene, but pretty close. You need to listen to the expertise you hired. If you stick with self-defense, it is my belief you will lose. So it's, it's Keith currently, it's, it's really not so much about his his politics. It's more his his popularity, his self-belief in his, it's his ego, right? It's He believes his charisma can, can right, carry the right. day. He's much like this Keith. I tell them I lie. Absurdly <laughs> overconfident with his linguistic skills. Yeah, you know what? I think he's earned himself the bumper. Uh, this one? In Massachusetts. No, no, no. In Massachusetts. No, he's no, a which Keith. One? Oh! 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 Keith is pompous. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Everything I worked for, it's over. Keith, you have a daughter you love, a wife. Who will leave me as soon as the trial ends. We both know that. And she'll try to take Allison. One for two ain't bad, Eleanor. I can't (laughs) win this. Yes, you can. All we need is one juror. 
love me, Eleanor. Oh, he's a great bad guy face. Oh. Love me. <laughs> Oh, he's awesome. Dylan Baker is awesome. Honey. Wait, four way second. Freudian slip. <laughs> I just called you honey on the podcast. Oh, wow. I just said, wow, that's, honey. that's the first. <laughs> now, as Eleanor comes out of the courtroom here, Honey. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness. Yes, sweetums. <laughs> Guys, uh, Mike just called me honey. And not just honey in general, but with the exact tone that he gives Jen. Yeah. Mike has a very specific honey to Jen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, watch we've been watching. That was X- the most <laughs> nervous laugh I've ever heard in my life. We've, <laughs> we've been watching the extras all episode. Keep a quick eye out. Uh, we're at one hour and whatever, or somewhere. Uh, oh, one hour and 10 minutes, nine minutes and 43 seconds. Anyway, watch the second cop, Keith. He'll be coming in frame right. He's They got this take in the middle of a yawn of his. He tries to play it off, but they use the take where he yawned. <laughs> Ready for it? Well, Eleanor gets body checked. He's right yawning before, right before she gets body checked. Oh, we missed it. Oh, you blew it. Here we go. <clears throat> it's worth it. Way to see bad guy face again. Right by the door. So there he is. Oh, <laughs> you totally young. Excuse me. Absolutely young. Wow. Even he was like, this episode's long. I mean, the episode of practice is great, but out of practice, what a mess. What happened? He's well, that guy in. body checked me into the wall. Okay. We call Allison up and down, and then we call Marsha. Are you okay to we do went this? From, like, I'm fine. People screaming to like Eleanor. dead silence. Dead silence. I'm sorry. Jimmy, it's not your fault. I don't think Yon Cop could have Sherpa oh, all 25 of those reporters out there that quick. No. How would you describe your relationship with your dad? Extremely close. Extremely close. Were you aware of any marital problems between him and your mom? They had fights. They would have difficult times and things would improve. Was that difficult on you? Sometimes. Did you ever talk about it with your father? Yes. Did he ever talk about what he thought were the problems between your mother and him? Yes. Did he ever reveal an awareness to you about your mother's affair with Mr. McNown? Never. Now, Allison, given your relationship with your father, do you think he would have told you about this affair? I do. Do you have an opinion as to whether he knew about this affair? (laughs) My opinion is that he did not. Calling your attention to the night of the shooting, could you please tell us what happened from your perspective? Well, the movie we'd gone to see was sold out. So we came back home. We came into the house. Dad went to the family room. I headed upstairs. And that's when I heard them. Heard who? My mother. And Mr. McNown. You heard them? 
they were in her bed, doing what they usually did when Dad and I were out uh -oh. of the house. Wait a second, you knew it was Mr. McNown? My father didn't know about the affair, but I certainly did. Oh. Well, when you heard them that night, you didn't tell your father? No. You just went back to your room? Eventually. Eventually? Oh, Mike called this shit up and First, down! I got the gun, and I shot Mr. McNown. Oh, shit! Your Honor! Chambers! It's a twisted twist! You know there's gonna be a twist. I had no idea she was gonna say that. None of us. I don't believe it for a second. Let me talk here. Did she ever suggest to you she was the shooter? No. She just lied to get her father Mr. off. Mr. Lowe, let me conduct this session, please. Your Honor, none of us saw this coming. She previously had given a statement that she went to her room and she heard the shots. This was blatant perjury. Maybe it was. But your only remedy for this trial is a rigorous cross, Ms. Gamble. What else can we do? I'll make a deal with her right now. I'll drop all perjury charges in exchange for admitting her lie. She's got an out. Well, even if she were to agree to that, I'm not sure it's in the senator's interest. Which is why you shouldn't be representing the daughter as I well don't as... disagree with that either Good at this point. point. But the fact is, I am, and we have a situation. The situation is you have an ethical obligation to take the offer to your client. We drop the perjury in exchange for her recanting. Otherwise, she's going to be taken from that courtroom into custody. Not in front of the jury. She's not. There's no any statutory prejudice. minimum, Bobby. She could get 20 years. That's enough. You have an offer to take to the girl. If she refuses, your recourse is to try to impeach her on the stand and then arrest her post-verdict. You, you, and you. I don't understand I want why your bar none of them are the taking the, the possibility seriously. Excuse me? I'll hold him in escrow. If it turns out what just happened in there was one of those stunts you people have become infamous for, you will lose them I forever. I think that's why, Keith. They that's my become promise. infamous for stunts. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> You have just committed a very serious offense. What? Telling the truth under oath? Oh, that's the truth? That's- Eleanor. Don't call me Eleanor. I'm willing to plead guilty. You want to plead guilty now? Make the deal. Senator, right now you actually have a shot at acquittal. You want to- Just do it. I'm not going to let my daughter take the Can fall. Can I talk? No. I think you've talked enough for one day, Allison. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I probably just gave you reasonable doubt. You so also I... confessed, Allison. They might try you for murder. And I'll just say my confession was a lie to save my father. If he's acquitted, they can't try him again. He may be safe, but it's a pretty big risk for you. And even if you beat murder, they get you on perjury. Fourteen-year-old but... girl trying to save her daddy. Something tells me I wouldn't go to jail for too long. Don't count on it. The people in this family are very smart. They're are very Are you cagey. really so sure I committed perjury, Mr. Donnell? You're very both covering for her. <laughs> I want to plead guilty. Let's take a step back. I'm the Guys, client. We reached the here. moment in the podcast where our cats want are to over guilty, <laughs> conditioned on cat nothing dads, happens to dads. And I get to hold a press conference, not in custody. Those are my terms. Take it to the DA. Bobby, 
Can you take Allison and Marsha out the back door? I'd like to talk to Keith. Why? I just I... need a second. She don't like... Let's go. From the beginning, this would have been better if they had done reverse self-defense and used and had the daughter. Well, how do we know that the daughter didn't do it? We don't know anything, Keith. We know... Boy, that is the understatement there of the century. Anything you are more committed to than your political career, it is your daughter. Is she taking the rap for you? Or have you been taking the fall for her all along? I instructed you to plead guilty. Are you going to answer my question? Make the deal. Manslaughter? And no charges brought against the daughter on anything. Plus, he gets to hold a press conference before you take him off. Excuse me? He wants to make a statement. The question isn't, do you think I'm an idiot? It's how big of an idiot. Helen. Bobby, this was your plan all along. It was not. If you think I'll allow you to use perjury to bolster your bargaining position. That was not our plan. And I'm offended by your suggestion. Get out. Helen. I will not entertain any discussion, Bobby. Helen, you wait outside for a second. I don't like this any more than you do, but the fact is, they've got reasonable doubt. When I get done crossing her, there's no... No, we have no eyewitnesses, another person taking credit for the crime, a very charismatic and persuasive defendant. We're in the crapper, and right now you're blind by anger. We are in the anger. crapper, Keith. It sucks. No question. We're having our hand forced by perjury. But the likelihood is, is that this was manslaughter. He flipped out and he shot the guy, and we would be crazy to walk away from this deal. We can't risk a straight acquittal. We just can't. I'm gonna accept it. Look at that ancient TV they have in that room. Mm-hmm. It's like 15 years out of date even when the show was on. We're taking the plea. It's absolute madness in the corridor. The unconfirmed reports are a plea has been reached. Do we know what it is? Nobody calls. I'm informed now they're in you court. You weren't watching Judge the episode, Mikkel guys? Is, in fact, being presented with the plea which I'm now being told is a manslaughter conviction. Is the judge gonna allow it, Keith? Defendant will please rise. Uh, we're about to find you out. You understand, Mr. Ellison, that you are pleading guilty to a homicide? Yes. And by pleading guilty to manslaughter, you are agreeing not to appeal and that you will serve a sentence not less than six years in state prison? <clears throat> yes, Your Honor. Counsel, you are recommending this agreement to your client? Your client understands the terms and accepts them? Yes, Your Honor. Plea is accepted, so ordered by the court. There Bailiff, it is. take the defendant into custody. Wow. Your Honor, pursuant to the plea, my client gets to make a statement. The area is set up in the corridor. Security will escort the defendant to the microphones and then into custody. We are adjourned. Keith, no closing time. No verdict. It's all over now, so just tell me. I have to make my statement. So we don't know. We think we know. We don't know. 
We are not at all satisfied with this outcome. We believe this was a second-degree murder, possibly first. We accepted this plea because we fear the perjury committed by the daughter could have severely compromised our case. This is a terrible day. We just made the best deal we could. I would certainly agree with Ms. Gamble that this is a terrible day. For whatever reason, my daughter, Allison, in a misguided effort to protect her dad, tried to mislead the jury as to what happened that night. What did, in fact, happen was exactly as I have maintained. I thought my wife, Marsha, was under attack, and I was in fear for her life. I only accepted this plea of manslaughter because my conscience cannot permit allowing my daughter to accept any culpability for this act. Did I make a mistake? Absolutely. That's true, Marsha. Maybe I've learned something about You think you're helping Allison? She's going to end up as another teenage suicide, and you know it. And if she is the shooter, I am going to eventually prove it. You represent her. As of now, I don't. You're her lawyer. Not anymore. You really think if Allison did this, I'd stay quiet? I don't know. You might not want her life ruined because of an affair you had. I never had an affair, Eleanor. Excuse me? I say this now, client, to attorney. Keith! The reason I told you they'd never be able to prove my affair with Jim McNown is because it never happened. Jim McNown had his affair with Keith. Oh, that what? I didn't. I thought it was the daughter. My husband is gay, Eleanor. And so you know the mom killed her? Two things that'll kill a political career. Being caught with a dead woman or a live boy. Keith and Jim McNown were in that bed that night. That's why they found no semen on me. That's why they found no powder burns on Keith. And since Helen Gamble had to rule me out as a suspect in order to do the rape kit, she couldn't trace metal my hands or test me for powder burns. You killed him? That information is sealed up in privilege, Counselor. There's nothing you can do now but sit on it. So at the party, I confronted Jim McNown with the affair. And when he said he wanted to go public with it, that's when Keith was overheard saying he wouldn't stand to be humiliated. You all were so close. Spouse comes home with daughter, finds spouse in bed with another man, snaps, shoots. You just had the wrong spouse in bed. And the wrong one with the gun. serve time for that mistake but i will it's, come out of this stronger it's so tasty because she first of all double tasty because she not only barely said anything all episode except for the very beginning like we said we right right both. and then right there when eleanor had just espoused herself of being the daughter's uh lawyer she never she was still Un, she was still the wife's lawyer, so the wife could confess 
That's right. And, and claim lawyer uh, client privilege. Woo! Twisty to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts shall that never really wane. really ruins what I was going, what I was working on I'll here. But I, you'll find out shortly. The society I vowed to fight for, vowed to serve. Oh, there's that piano. And I'll be back to serve it. I felt your hearts with me during this trying time. Was the I daughter forget your unflinching confession? Support. Yes. Premeditated. And my heart will stay with know. you. In this family, probably. I will be back. He wanted his miracle, and he got it. He will be back. Oh, it's it's now it's two hours and to be continued. To be continued. Our first to be continued. Wow. wow. Holy Wowie crap, Bola. Okay, well, folks. Yeah, I mean we've got a. We've got to get it all summarized and packaged up in a pretty little bow, even though it ain't over. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do so back on the YouTubes in just a moment. Yeah. And we are back, baby. Oh, my gosh. What an unbelievable uh, season premiere. It's not even done. We've had twist after twist after twist. Mike and I are like dehydrated. Uh -huh. We're locale, but we are not giving up mm -mm. until we finish strong. Hold with on the a second. We're on YouTube, so I gotta, I gotta keep. The <laughs> oh, you better, from... you better hide that hair. Yeah. Oof. Um. <laughs> so Keith, you know, one of your favorite uh, segments was Mike has thirty seconds to. Uh, Remember what just happened. Remember what show. just happened. On the show. You don't repeat it. Mike has thirty seconds to remember what the rest of the sentence is. And you really enjoyed it, and so uh, mm. because you liked it, I have to clearly uh, stop doing it. Of course. Uh, and and I thought, you know, thirty seconds was just too long. It gave me too much time to expound all the details. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. How could I truncate that time and try to stuff more exposition and explanation into a shorter, uh, less informative format? <laughs> oh, it's uh, already pretty uninformative. Um, but how can I make it less informative? And in, in addition to that, how can I work in the, the, the new thing I'm going for, which is pause, meditation, mm, and... Mm contemplation and to work out my artistic pursuits. Now, Keith, not long ago, I finished a video game uh, where I was in feudal Japan. Mm -hmm. And part of this was I had to, I was going all over the map and I was murdering people and I was avenging my folks and katana-ing and also sometimes sitting down and writing haikus, Keith. Oh. And I found the haiku art form to be mm -hmm. just so... Mm. It always sound, it's always beautiful. So what I decided was, Keith, perhaps every episode while we're watching the episode, I should have to craft a haiku Ooh. that will summarize artistically that you uh -huh. can parse out enough information from. In a new segment, I like to call. Oops, I didn't hit the button. <laughs> I can't hear it. In a new segment. I like to call. <laughs> yes. Oh, 
Oh, you rubbed Jen into that. It's so loud. Oh, no. Oh, God damn, was that loud. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That is... Uh, oh, so, well, I think, first off, you should you should explain the rules of a haiku to our mm-hmm. audience. Well, haiku is a, a three-stanza poem. Uh, the, and the really, you know, the only rules are the first stanza has five syllables, the second stanza has seven syllables, and the third closing stanza has another five syllables. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Keith, uh, as you can, I want to show everybody, I, I really was going for it. And oh, wow. Lots of notes and crossing outs. And the twists, I had some st- good stuff going, and then the twists really... Mm, they twisted you. So uh, here's the first ever... Uh, season six, episode one, Haikupsi. Ooh, okay. Uh, let's get to... <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Senator. A dad. Can charisma trump justice? A wife's murder clothes. Ah! Yeah, that's amazing. Fantastic. There you go. That's so, I, I'm I'm very impressed. That's an excellent haiku. Yeah, well, there you go. That's does do you think it covers enough of the bases for the episode? Does it summarize it correctly? I think I got it. I think okay. I got it. <laughs> All right. Now, now here's my question. Mm-hmm. Did you know that one of my Star Trek podcasts also haikus episodes? No. For real. Uh the uh uh the one that we did, no, did, no, a different okay, one. Okay. It's, it's it's one about uh, Voyage, uh, about Star Trek Voyager, where two of the cast members who are in it they do a recap, sort of sort of just like this, but they also haiku the episodes. That's crazy. Oh my god, oh my god. that's that is crazy. Um, well, good. Then it stays in theme with us ripping shit from other podcasts. So from from Star Trek podcasts, no yeah. less. Um, wow. And that and this has been. With the pan flute, no less. <laughs> Are you coughing at the end of that? <laughs> well, it was very early when I sang. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm uh, all right. So here is here's where you just took a lot of extra work for yourself, and I'm going to make it worse. Okay. Because I'm going to send you a template, but mm-hmm. then you have to create me. You have to spell out the haikupsi in an Instagram post. Oh, okay. So I could also so, just send it to you, and you could make the post. No, no. I'm. You know how many freaking posts I make now? Uh, okay, send me the template. I'll put it in the scroll, and then we'll add it to the Instagram. Yes, there it is. Okay, perfect. Uh, amazing. Okay. Well, that's, that's great. I I I really look forward to the two and a half weeks we're gonna keep doing that. <laughs> But what we will do every week is this. Out of Practice Podcast, in unofficial, unsolicited, unfactual association with David E. Kelly Productions, proudly present... Oopsie. The Oopsies! Celebrating excellence in acting good, lawyering good, guesting good, and being Tom Brady. Not to mention... This is where we rate the episode and stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Keith and Mike. What the hell are the oopsies? 
Well, Jackie, there are fake awards show that we do at the end of every episode, throwing out exclusive hardware like the most Here's the thing. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that the the Keith family really lawyered themselves a great plan here. A real great plan. Um, Eleanor, Jimmy, Eleanor, Jimmy, Eleanor. Uh, Eugene, the whole, the whole firm really just were all kinds of too many steps behind. You know what I mean? They, they did the, they, they put forth, I guess the best case they could. They had some great crosses in there. Helen definitely the, didn't catch the murderer. And, I mean, it's tough for this episode. It really is. Um, I like our new guy. I like, uh, I, don't know, I forget his name or his character Alan name. Alan Thick. No. Alan Thick. Alan Lowe. Yeah, Alan. Uh, I don't know. You t- talk to me. All right. Well, here's, here's my feeling. I don't think the family did that good at all. I think they were very smart people doing very dumb things. The way they tried to, if you're going to do a cover-up, you have to cover it all the way up as opposed to keep getting caught and having to reveal the onion a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, where the story that they gave would have worked if they hadn't tried to cover up stuff. If they hadn't washed the clothes and taken the showers and gotten rid of the GSR, like all that kind of stuff. They had a plausible story that if they'd all stuck to it, probably would have worked. Uh, So they kind of fucked that up. I think that, um, frankly, given the hand that she was dealt, I thought Eleanor did a really good job. And, like, she was not in a position to win, necessarily. Nobody was in a position to win because of the way this family handled it. So it really comes down to how good was your lawyering. And I think Eleanor's opening was great. I think her crosses were great. I think she she handled what was thrown at her really well, even though uh, she really never had a chance. So that's my vote. My vote's for Eleanor. Yeah, I mean, I, I just can't. They didn't, at least they didn't present us with anything that Helen did, you know, to turn the, turn the. uh, Well, Helen made the colossal mistake of ruling out the wife on night one before she had any idea what was happening. She ruled out the actual murderer. So she, I, I think Helen fucked it big time. All right. So because I can't come up with a strong argument for anybody, uh, we're gonna have to go with Keith's Eleanor didn't fuck up that bad, so she gets the MVL. Eleanor didn't fuck up that bad, but you know who did? Already famous because you've been on TV, getting a paycheck. Watch first entry on your IMDb, way to go. But you're the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor on the episode. Ah, oh, yes. <sighs> gay senator for the win. He kept his gayness closed, closeted to us, the audience, until, in fact, he he never came, his wife outed him to, to Eleanor, and we just That's kind of true. That's true. voyeured our way into that information. 
Uh, but yes, we must. Uh, actually, he was just uh, just a great actor. I uh, can't think of his name to uh, <laughs> award him, but I'm sure Keith will expound. He talk about a great performance. I mean, yeah, some of those shots just. I felt for him as a father at the end there. I really thought he was taking one for the team. I felt for him as a bad guy when he was giving me the stink eye and when he was talking to Eleanor. Uh, just showing all kinds of colors and ranges and never chit-chit-chewed any scenery. Everything was grounded. And in the and every moment where he got to flex his charismatic politician muscles was just a treat to behold. So uh, yeah. continue uh, singing uh, phrases. Dylan Baker. Yes. I, I, I agree with you and and uh, on everything you said. And I think this is Dylan's tour de force. He deserves it. He's going to get the oopsie. Uh, but I definitely want to throw one out for Emmy Rossum, who oh, yeah. uh, really only because she had less to do uh, loses out here. But at whatever, 15, 14, however old she was, being able to be so connected, so in control of a scene, you know, she's emotional, she's she's crying, she's contained, like she's clearly a mature actress already. And you can mm -hmm. sort of see what, you know, why she headed Shameless and was able to, you know, be the heart and soul of that show for 11 seasons. Uh, so, but... Yes, you are right. Uh, congratulations to Dylan Baker. And uh, way to enjoy your oopsies. Coming up next. You killed your podiatrist or blew the case, but you let a single tear run down your face. Oh, you're the best actor. He really deserved it. He deserved that oopsie. <laughs> I hit the loop button. I was gonna just clap forever. So, uh, uh, welcome to Rod Livingston. Um, yes. To the episode now, great. oopsie eligible. Yeah, and a great episode, and I feel like he's eligible this particular episode. Great counterbalance to Helen, uh, and part of the smoke show or the what was it the uh, the steam team, the team steam team. Uh, he and Helen both, I think worthy of a nod this episode, but I do think this is Cameron back at full Cameron and doing what she does best, which is uh, laying into people when she needs to, giving excellent uh, cross-examination and really, and really selling those scenes. And her journey, just her arc with her own friend and client this episode had yeah. so many uh, back and forth that I think she really got to flex a lot of her muscles. And it's wasn't her just being like grumpy or bitchy. You know, they they often kind of paint her in corners sometimes. And, and that wasn't the case this episode. I thought Cameron Mannheim really had a great episode. And uh, like we said last week, happy happy a little bit still birthday week for you. Yes. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. It's definitely Cameron's episode. And I think um, it was it was great to see Eleanor back in the courtroom crushing it. Uh, an interesting thing about this episode is that uh, Cameron did, not Cameron, Eleanor made a kind of shitty mistake covering up, you know, telling him to shower and mm -hmm. and sort of like leaning into their cover up. And uh, which would have, well, you know what? I'm almost like re-adjudicating the MVL here because that was a pretty bad mistake too. But nonetheless, uh, you know, the typical excellence from Cameron. And uh, welcome back. Congratulations, Cameron Mannheim, on your oopsie. Coming up next. 
The Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. Well, since we weren't able to give Rod that, Rob, Rob, Rod, Rob, Livingston? Ron. Ron, neither <laughs> of the above. Ron. Linda? <laughs> we couldn't, uh, we got to welcome him somehow in his inaugural episode. We must do it. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to use this form to do so and sh- <laughs> and give Keith a fun task for number one. We're not going to kill Tom. That's good. This but, is the season of not murdering Tom yes, Brady no on Instagram. For Tom. Uh, so, but we're going to start off equally explicit and go with be, uh, office face nod, office space nod. Uh, it's really <laughs> time to be done. Um, oh, face Tom Brady. Oh, 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 face Tom Brady is this week's winner of the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we only have one more thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. You know, it was a long episode. Um, And I can't believe it's not even over yet. We're just, I hope it's not uh, like last season where we had five episodes of the same case, but who knows? This one is is compelling because it it seems like we've wrapped it up. Maybe not with a nice little bow, but we definitely can't retry. We we definitely can't retry uh, the husband, the senator here, because he's been he accepted a plea and the case is up, open, shut, and closed. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't. Uh, I don't believe that double jeopardy means we can't uh, accuse someone else of the same crime. I don't believe. No, certainly not. However, we would have trouble doing so uh, because Eleanor is, it really can't uh, rat her out as what was told to her was in, in, in confidence. Although it's such a silly, like you said, they make mistakes all the way through. It's such a silly, why even admit it now? Who cares? Like you got, you, you got away with it. Why, why such <laughs> right. a bad guy? Thing. Why take that wild risk? Yeah. Well, although she was, Eleanor was, was going to go after the daughter. Yeah, so... So I guess what I'm getting at here is that I'm I was interested in I love a, a one case I love that we got to some of the, we got some uh, all the whole firm strategi- strategizing together great acting by Cameron an incredible slate of uh, guest stars we got long hair Bobby we got a new foil across the aisle. In Ron Livingston, Marcia. I liked the I liked the episode and the twists at the end didn't feel forced and or overly dramatic and they actually they got me I was I was I kept thinking I was such hot shit for figuring stuff out but it, I, they definitely got me still so all in all great start I'm really excited about where we're going I don't see I want to see how they're going to continue it um, it feels. It feels, for me, like just eight point one zero. Eight point one zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <coughs> I, I I agree with all the things that you said there. Incredible cast. I really like that it's a single case. Um, you know the the logic of the steps that uh, the lawyers on both sides t- 
hook, even even though they made mistakes, like it all sort of held together. Um, and I I really like that. Great performances. I have a couple of I have a couple of things. It, it, the 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 twist of him being gay and that mm-hmm. being worthy of going to prison. He went to prison to hide that. You know it. That's it. Feels very dated. I mean, it it feels like you know today it really wouldn't. Who cares? Um, and you know the the issue there is the infidelity, not and had the senator been a like rabidly anti-gay senator like you see you know and pretty much half of every republican is a rabidly anti-gay senator who's you know gay uh but so it it felt like an awful long way to go for the whole family with like gay shame which you know realistically at the time i mean that that phrase is was true i mean that that is what people said at the time so i i don't i don't know if it's if it's bumping me because we just live in a different time or because it was a little hard to push back then i don't know i'll have to think about it more um but and, and i'm going to say this you didn't get the twist and you gave yourself a hard time for not getting the twist but honestly i think the episode overworked to hide that. And uh, there's there's one specific scene where uh where the wife where Marsha it, it's that they're they're at the house with Eleanor and Bobby and they're discussing stuff and she Virginia Madsen is so upset expresses being so upset that her husband was having the affair and she you know the, the like the the line was like I was fond of this person and Keith shot him and sold that so well that it felt a little bit like you were anti-tipping your hand where I I don't think knowing what the situation was, why would she do that? She's only talking to her lawyers. She's there's, we don't need like, why are they in conflict over that? It, It felt unrealistic that that is what she would say in that moment for in un, so the only reason it would be there is to throw the audience off the scent and i think retroactively it makes the scene not make any sense um the other thought that i had uh was about the flashbacks and not just the, oh no oh good lord <laughs> every time every time <laughs> <laughs> More things change. <laughs> yeah, right. You're saying about the flashbacks. About the flashbacks. Like, obviously, like I don't like the flashbacks. But what we we saw a flashback this week that I I think was unprecedented because every flashback we have seen thus far has represented the truth. So if we saw it in a flashback, we were to trust that this is actually what happened. And this time we saw a flashback of a lie. Uh, because Keith uh, Dillon was was telling the story of him discovering the wife in the bed and shooting it, and we saw that in a flashback, and it was a lie. It wasn't true. So, are we now not to trust the flashbacks when up until this point we have always been led to trust the flashbacks? That's right. We see the wife in the bed in that. We flashback. see the wife in the saying, bed. We shot see him from coming POV, in with the So yeah. And, and well, well, we see him with a gun and like sneaking up. And and so that I think is unprecedented. And another way in which this episode worked too hard 
straining its own credibility to not give away the twist. And that was a little sloppy. Yeah. And and it was it was a little bit weird and it sort of it monkeyed with the rules of the show. Um, and I get why they did it. It was a great twist. I remember 20 years ago that twist and being, oh shit. And because I I mean I didn't see it coming either. And I probably would have had they not worked so hard to do some sleight of hand storytelling. Um all of that said. I still really enjoyed it. Like it's yeah. super fun. Like it's yeah. like it's. I really liked it. It's super fun, and uh, I just sort of like tore it apart. But I'm giving it eight point three seven tires. Okay, there you go. So we meet there somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the math. So uh, yeah, guys, we. Uh, I can't believe it, but we have finally gotten our way through the candidate. Season six, episode one, part one and two. If you would like to talk to us about what you thought, you can reach us on email at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at outofpracticepodcast. You can check out our blog at outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. You can do us a huge favor just like our new friend did this week and joined the jury. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other service. It makes a difference. Speaking of people who make a difference, the Out of Practice Podcast is brought to you by generous donations from Leanne Wright's Cloud Lover 69, Jorge Novoa, and Jennifer Matsunova. Did you know you can actually join them? Ooh. And doing so couldn't be easier. You just click one of clink, click one of the two notes, two of two links in our notes? show notes, which you will bring a couple you to of notes on your piano that let like Harry Potter enter they information throw money at us. in order to finally send us money. Now, folks, you can also it does help the show. It actually does. Um, but I want to tell you, if you do have loud sex uh, and you don't want people to think that you're being raped or murdered, public service announcement: just tag those sounds of passion. With some loud laser sounds. I, I kind of want to hear that. How, how would they do that? Hi, Keith's mom. Laser sounds. <laughs> <laughs>